Welcome back to another episode of Mountaintop Mindset, elevating you from your deepest, darkest valleys to the peak of your life. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for today. And I am just pumped to have this conversation with you, Summer, about social expectations and how women and moms and entrepreneurs and Christians, all the social pressures that are on us. And I am just so thrilled to really be connecting with you on this topic because you and I have had so many conversations already. And every time we do, more light bulbs in my head go off where I'm like, we need to get this conversation in the hands of more women. So I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you today. So I'm pumped to uh, introduce my good friend, Summer Wilda, and she is just an amazing woman. She's in the process of moving back to Montana, my home state, which I'm super excited that she's going to be really close to me soon. Mm-hmm. And she's on a really special journey right now because she is finding where she fits in this world. And she is on the path to empowering so many women through her work. So Summer, I'm so excited that you're here. What led you to this journey? Oh, thank you. I love being here, Jessica. So this has been such a phenomenal journey and I want to explain it in a few ways without jumping into a lot. I have spent time in the corporate world. I have spent time in the network marketing world. I have spent time in entrepreneurship. I spent time away from all of it while I had a daughter that was dealing with severe medical issues and raising a family. And I loved, and I spent time traveling the world. So I have was just the kind of person that when I was younger, it was all about a checklist, accomplishing things, doing things. And now in these wonderful stages of life that I find myself, it's about the character and becoming and doing and coming back to my center and my roots and figuring out what that really means. So that's the journey that I'm on. And, and I know you'll ask me some questions to describe some of that later, but I love, what I love to do is find where people are, wherever they are in the thick of whatever they're in and help them come back to their center. And from that center, emerge back into the world as whoever it is that they're wanting to be at this stage, recognizing that all of us go through multiple stages, multiple times, and different ways of becoming and shining our light in this world. Yes. I love that. And you are such a powerful woman to be able to do that. And we were just talking a few minutes ago off air about um, your journey (laughs) up to this point and how you thought that you were showing up to do what's right by other people, but essentially you were dimming your own light and sacrificing your happiness and your purpose on this earth. And the reason why God called you here, trying to serve other people. And I am so excited for you to share that story because I I believe that it's gonna benefit so many people because in today's society, I believe that women, are often expected to show up and serve other people before they serve themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. also how God created us. Yes, we are here to serve. However, we can't serve to the point to where we aren't being true to ourselves 
or we're giving more of ourselves to other people. And soon we're just pouring from this empty cup and we don't truly know who we are or what our identity is. And so you were sharing with me just a few moments ago about how you put yourself and your dreams on the back burner for your husband and mm-hmm. his career. Will you share that journey with us and what led you to realize, realizing now is your time to shine? Oh, so this is such an interesting thing. And I see this. Yes, it's pervasive in our society. We think that as women, it's our responsibility to step back and allow others to shine when really God values women. God wants them to step forward and move forward in who they are and who he intended them to be. So I have realized this over the last years. When I was first married, as I just described in my younger years, I was, um, it was all about the accomplishments and doing things and traveling the world. And then when we got married and I kind of found myself in a, how do we blend this? How do we help this become us so that together we move forward both in our purposes and uh, my perception of what society expected me to do and what I see happening with other women as well a lot of them is that we feel like that's our time to step back we were both still in school still college students figuring things out but but we feel like that's our time or I felt like that was my time that I needed to step back and support him so that he could become successful and support our family and do those things and then my time would come well It is also our calling as women to nurture, to love, to support and to grow. And and we've, ah, it's, it's hard to define the line between which is what, how do we do that and raise this coming generation, but also shine that light that God has put in us for a reason. So I, I did, I stepped back. I, I supported my husband through things. I put him, I put him first. I put our family first. And 18 years later, I realized, wait a second, (laughs) something hasn't happened here. And now it has been a time and a journey of how do we blend both of these? This is this really isn't what God wanted. He didn't want me to put my light under a bushel. He right. wanted me to allow it to shine. So how how do I blend that? And when what is this journey like? And that's where I find myself now is in this journey of still desiring to to give that nurture and that care as a mother and as a wife that I've always wanted to do, but do it in actually the real way that God has called me to as a queen, as a queen. Oh, I love that. I literally just got goosebumps. And before I forget, I want you to tell the world, like, what is it that you do? What is it that you're creating? What is this journey that you're on and where do you ultimately see yourself? Ah, great question. So this is one where I've just recently been bringing pieces together and I felt God removing a lot of things from my life so that this could come together. Um, I came across this phrase going on a walkabout and in Britain, they use that term as 
a, a purposeful, purposefully going out on a walk with the purpose of enjoying the moment, with the purpose of just taking it all in, no other tasks on hand, but enjoying the day, enjoying the moment, and enjoying one another. That's one way to go on a walkabout. Another way to go on a walkabout is to is found with the Aboriginal people of Australia. Um, as they do what is now called a walkabout, they leave their family and home purposefully on a journey. And it would have been just taking a backpack or, or a knapsack and going on a journey into the desert. The whole point is to come to find your center. And then as you find your center and this walkabout journey for the Aboriginal people might take days and it might take months because it's about each individual in their journey and in their steps and what and what it takes to help them find that alchemy within. So as they come to their center, then they discover how it is that they need to move forward and they move forward come back to their home and family and tribe and then and then move forward in that journey from their center rather than using as we were talking about today the social expectations mm -hmm. of that are that are put upon us so uh what i intend to do and i'm in the journey of working on is coaching people through their journey helping them go on a walkabout of sorts and it's going to be helping you get wild about your journey and we'll just call it the the wild about willed about journey <laughs> but, willed about journey willed about because my last name is wilded so wow. i'm on the willed about journey but you're going to go on your own walkabout and have your journey and discover who you are and from that from those discoveries that you make come forth as your best self still applying the things you need to do in life but working from a greater center yes yes and that is so important because from my perspective in all that I have learned through my own journey is it, it took me 34 years to understand who I was. And I truly felt lost. I guess I was on this walkabout that you talk about and that rhymed, <laughs> but I didn't have a clear destination. I didn't know what I wanted because just as you mentioned, I also put myself on the back burner. And I wanna tell just a quick story too. I feel you and I connect on so many different aspects of our life. It just blows my mind every time we have a conversation. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know about me is I was raised in a very Christian household. I went to private school. We went to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, youth group on Friday. And my parents had the outside perspective looking in picture perfect marriage. They're still married mm -hmm. to this day, um, I think 37 years. And what I learned from my parents was that you are supposed to look like this blissfully beautiful couple and you never fight and everything is sunshine and roses all the time and the husband works and the woman doesn't and she takes care of the kids my mom actually didn't enter the workforce until i did when i was 15. and i'm thankful for those years because she was home with us and you know she raised us 
but I already started to have the guilt sinking in with inside me at only 17 years old because I already knew I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to just sit at home and raise kids. And I think that anybody who does that, if that's truly your choice, I applaud you for that. But that was not my choice. And when I met Nick, I was only 18 years old. We got married when I was 19. And I told him in the very early beginnings of our relationship that I plan to work. (laughs) I want to work. I want to have human interaction. I want to earn money. I want Mm -hmm. to contribute to our family, not just folding laundry and raising kids and wiping butts and noses. and, And I, even though I was honest about that, I felt guilty. Guilty. And that nurturing is a divine calling, but so is your desire to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. And that was the social expectation that first started for me was, oh my gosh, if I get married and if I have kids, I am expected to have all my little ducks in a row and be Miss Betty Crocker and have my carpets vacuumed. And because that's what I saw at a really early age. Well, I did work in the corporate world, just as you have uh, for over 15 years. And I was a coach and I really worked my way up the ranks in corporate America. When I left just one month ago, um, I was making six figures. I was running a department of 17 U.S. and international coaching consultants, and we were managing multi-million dollar accounts. And I only tell you that because now I have the confidence in myself to say, yeah, I did that. Whereas before I was ashamed to tell people that I made six figures. Oh, that's voodoo. Women don't talk about how much they make. Women are supposed to be meek and quiet and they're not supposed to have ambition. You're supposed to keep your head down and work for the man and you just live your life and you don't show the work that you do on a daily basis. It's taken me a lot of mental work (laughs) to do that and to come to this place where I can say that now. So when you left corporate America and you um, decided that, you know what, you weren't happy there and you thought that you could contribute to the world in a much more beautiful way and take people on this wild journey or, or willed about, mm-hmm. right? What was the turning point for you that said, you know what, I'm worthy of this and I'm going to defy expectations? Ah, to be a thousand percent transparent. It's been in the last, this, this thought process has been happening for the last five or six years. And it's taken me a while to get my mindset, my belief, and my belief in the, my worthiness of it Mm -hmm. on point. So really, really, it's been just in the last few months that I felt like I can do this. I can do this on my own. I don't need to, to depend on someone else or another coach. And we all need mentorship, right? But I don't, I can branch out. I can have God guide me through this. And you ask about worth, still working on that one to be transparent, still working on that one every day, every day we face this and I can get up and I can encourage other people and I can bring them to themselves. And I love, love 
helping people through the journey and helping people recognize who they are. And I still need to do that for me too. Mm-hmm. And so, so knowing that I can, yes. Believing that I can, yes. Feeling worthy of it, mm-hmm. 100% transparent, still on the journey. Still working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you just said that, there was a childhood song that just came into my mind. I used to sing it when I was in school. I've heard my kids singing it because they now go to the same school that I went to. And it says, it goes like this. He's still working on me to make (laughs) me what I ought to be. And that song just, just totally flooded into my head as we're talking about this, because you and I, while we are powerful women who can motivate and inspire and coach and encourage other women along their journey, we truly are still on our journey. And that is a common misconception. As coaches, we don't have everything figured out. Yeah, (laughs) We are not perfect in our mindset. We're not perfect in our approach. We still have to put in the work on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to show up and be the person that God created us to be and to turn off the noise of the social expectation or what others' opinions of us are or what our previous limiting belief mindset tries to continue to get us to believe, we mm-hmm. still have to fight those battles on a daily basis. And I find that so interesting that a lot of people or some people maybe I'll say, look to us and say, oh, she's perfect. She's got her life together. I could never do that. Look at her. She quit her corporate job. She decided to follow her heart and do the things that she wants to do in life. That's good for her, but that's never going to be me. And that is such a poisonous mindset Mm -hmm. because we're just like you listening. We are just like every other woman out there. The difference though is we decided we were just worthy enough to say, I'm going to go for it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go for it. And instead of the, what if I fail, we turned it into the, what if we exceed? (laughs) What if we change some lives doing it? What if we win? Right. Do you feel the same way? I do. It's more of a, we might find ourselves standing in fear and held captive by that. That is a miserable place to be. And there's only one, one person who truly wants us to be miserable like him, right? right? God doesn't want that. God wants us to know that we can succeed, to know that we can shine brightly, to know that we, like you were saying, what, what if we win? We are destined to win. That is our calling, is to win. And as we believe that more and more, we have more courage to step into who we really are. It reminds me of- uh, I've gotten bumps 10 times during this conversation already. So keep talking. I'm going to be over here trying to take all my- (laughs) (laughs) We need to keep this going. Keep this going for for sure. sure. It's, it's, and talking to you just helps me. It just makes my mind just go a million places because I, I feel like, yes, that we connect on so many levels. We've been through some of the same experiences and because of it, it's helped us become who we are. 
And stepping into that, stepping into that frees others to step into themselves. It's, it reminds me of um, a summer when we had, we were, we used to travel for the summer because my husband sold alarms while we were in school. And we had some swallows build a nest out on the, the balcony of where we were. And I'll make the story shorter than normal, but sometime I'll share the full story. It was amazing to watch them tend to their nest, tend to their eggs, and then watch them teach their young how to fly. Mm. And there came a time when they returned to the nest and the young ones did not. And so they taught them, they would teach them little by little, little circle, how to hop, how to jump, and then how to get back up into the nest and then how to fly just a little circle. And they would do three of those and pause and then go a little farther. And then one day they were gone for half an hour and I thought, oh, they're gone. Nope, they came back. So God is like that with us. If we're just willing to try to fly, if we will just step into the journey and the more that I've had the courage to step into what he inspires me to do, the more I've said, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's succeed. Let's, let's bless other people's lives through, through what we can do here. And Okay. That story resonated with me perfectly. When, when you get back to Montana, you have to come over to my house. I'm not kidding you. I've got four birdhouses hanging outside my house. Fun (laughs) fact. I also have an irrational fear of birds. Like I, I do not like birds flying at me or dive bombing me, but I love what birds can teach us. And it's very in line with your story because I have these birdhouses and they're just outside my house. And every single one of them is occupied by a little family of sparrows. Every Mm. year they have their eggs and I get to watch this family grow. And I hear all the little daddy birdies chirping all the time. And which is weird is they also chirp at nine o'clock at night, which I don't understand, but that's a topic for another day. And I get to to sleep. And to your point, maybe you and I are the baby birdies just learning to fly, just flapping our wings. And so, yeah, you know what? Sometimes we fall on our face and sometimes Mm -hmm. our mom has to put us back in the nest and sometimes she still has to bring us chewed up worms. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we just have to keep trying and all the other little hatchlings in the nest with us, they're going to see that we don't give up. And they're going to see that we're flapping our wings harder and harder and becoming stronger and more powerful until someday we do fly. And now I do really feel like we are flying, but we're just really getting that air under our wings and all those other little birdies who are listening now, we want you to take courage and know that your journey doesn't have to be perfect. You're probably going to fall out of the nest a couple of times. You're Mm -hmm. probably going to be scared to death and your journey might even feel like a free fall. I know mine certainly did in the very, very beginning. And if you believe that you can fly just enough, just a little bit more, just a little higher, just a little further, pretty soon you won't even remember what it was like to be in the nest. And that is such a powerful place to be. And that's so awesome. The world expects us to stay small. The world expects us to stay quiet. The world expects us to stay in our little 
nest forever because it's our safety. It's our comfort zone. It's where we're fed, literally spoon fed. But that could also be that life of regret. That could also be that life of, man, I shoulda, coulda, woulda flown if I just Mm -hmm. tried day Mm -hmm. after day after day and showed up when I was scared. I love that. You're giving me goosebumps. (laughs) Yes. Woo. We got goosebumps all around. I love it. I love it. This reminds me of the conversation we had right before we got on (laughs) when you called me. Wait, wait, we don't have the right stuff to do this. We, we're, we don't have this tech thing and, and all the perfect things, all our ducks in a row. And we decided to do it anyway. And I promise you that there is no better feeling in the world than when I woke up this morning and I knew I was stepping out of my comfort zone to do this anyway. There's no better feeling in the world than when you're deciding to live out your purpose and your purpose is dynamic. Mm -hmm. It has multiple, it's multifaceted, but as you are living out your purpose, when your eyes open in the morning, there is joy, there is excitement, and there is hope for a new day and the things that God is working in you. And so that's, that's what I love. That's what I want to become addicted to is that feeling I had when I woke up this morning that we were stepping into a new thing. We were creating and stepping forward into courage without things being perfect, but doing it anyway. And she's so right because I literally called her 10 minutes before this (laughs) and said, oh my gosh, I don't have headphones. And she's like, well, I don't have headphones. I'm going to record this on my iPhone. I don't even have a laptop and where's my ring light. And, and you know what, who cares? You probably heard my dog barking in the background and my neighbors are mowing the lawn for the first time this year, because <laughs> let's face it, we live in Montana and we don't start right. mowing our lawn until almost May, but you know what? Start now, start messy, get the conversation out there because and, and I'm so thankful that you have the same mindset that I do, that we're not here to be perfect. We're not here to be on this pedestal of do exactly like we do or do exactly like all these other people do. We're just here to have the conversation to inspire someone to say, you know what? Today's the day. Now is the time. And I don't have to do it perfect. I can embrace the mess. And in fact, that was something that was hard for me to learn at first because I had so many insecurities that I was a massive Mm -hmm. control freak. I mean, massive control freak because what I had control over made me feel secure. But when I learned and started practicing showing up when it wasn't perfect and when things were messy, I found the biggest success and the biggest sense of freedom in my productivity and the biggest sense of accomplishment And that was the feeling that I got addicted to was, wow, I can do this. And I'm not criticized for being perfect. It was in my own imagination Mm -hmm. needed to be perfect or my idea of perfect. So I love that. Totally. I hear you. Oh, oh, I love our conversations. Harding thoughts for today. As all these women are listening And they're feeling social pressure. They're feeling the need to show up perfect. They're feeling that they have to live according to a certain 
expectation, maybe it's their expectation or their parents' expectation or the world's expectation. And they just have all this consuming guilt or, or pressure on them. What is your final encouragement to them? What should they go do today? You know, it's, a, it's find that balance because you live in this world. However, you do you. Yes. You own it. What is important to you about your home? How, how, what, what is important? If you like vacuuming, you do the vacuuming and assign out the rest to somebody else. If you like um, working, you do the working and hire someone to clean your house. If you like being home with your children, and I love, I loved the time home with my children. I loved that that was a period of life. And I love the stage I'm growing into now where most of them are at school all day. And so you can love the journey you're in. Yes. And that's, that's the you do you is, it, you know, people throw it out there, but love the journey that you're in now and embrace where you're feeling called to be because we are ever dynamic, ever changing. We always have new ideas and desires coming and you can choose to be miserable and keep yourself stuck in a box, yeah. or you can choose to have the courage to step out, walk through the mud, do it imperfectly and be excited and enjoying and looking forward to your days as you open your eyes. That's up to you. Completely agree. And you know, every time you talk to me, I say that too. You do you, boo. And uh -huh. I'm going to have a new course coming out sometime in May. I haven't sorted out the, the exact path, hey. not path to, but I'm going to start a new course called You Do You Boot Camp. Get it? You do you. <laughs> boot camp. Anyways, um, and it's Love really that. trying to empower women to step into that light, step into the courage and embrace the mess. And my parting thoughts for you all today, and we're so thankful and we're so appreciative that you listen to this conversation. And we hope that you feel inspired and that you feel motivated and that you know that there are women ready to rally around you and support you on your journey, even if you don't know where that journey is supposed to lead to. My encouragement for you today is, is this. You don't know who you're meant to help along the way. Somebody needs to see you win to know that they can win. And when you keep your talent and your gifts hidden away because you're afraid that you will step out of this social expectation that could be put upon you. You are being so selfish with your gifts. And we want to encourage you that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know all the things and take courage in. It's okay to suck in the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. To embrace the suck in the beginning yep. while you're figuring things out. There's no such thing as failure in my mind, only lessons learned that are going to help you be better the next time, but you have to start, start somewhere, start now. So thank you all so much for listening to this conversation, Summer. Thank you for your time today. 
thank you for continuing to just inspire me. And, and I love the way that we feed off of each other. And I'm so excited for the next time we get to have a conversation. I know it's going to be just as magical. If anybody wants to reach out to you and connect with you or contact you and have you help them on their walkabout or their journey, how would they do that? They would find me Summer Wilda on all of the different social medias. Just look up Summer Wilda and eventually I'm sure we'll have a link or, or tag there so that people can find Perfect. So look her up on all the socials. Um, if you're following me, you can uh, find her on my friend request uh, or my friends list as well. And we hope that you have a blessed day.